0: Is Truth
1: Talks. Thank you for tuning into the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host Buddy Boone. Welcome back everyone. Uh, with me today is the pastor of Belcroft Bible Church. His name is Pastor Matt White. How you doing today
0: sir? I'm doing good buddy. Always a joy to be with you.
1: Good good. I promise I won't give you whatever I have that is <laughs> making me sound like I have a golf ball in my nasal passage. <laughs> but uh Yeah, it's not contagious anymore. That's the kind
0: of love you're not going to spread. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to spread that one. I'm just going. That's the one I'm going to keep to myself. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we're back, and uh, um, as we've been talking about, uh, like last time uh, on this podcast, with uh, dealing with men, uh, well, man and wife or husband and wife, um, we're going to uh, dig deep now into a a specific uh, passage. And the reason why this comes up is because you know we are. Uh, flawed people uh, I can't sit here and tell you that my marriage is perfect I can't sit here and tell you that I'm perfect mm. And uh, I definitely Can tell you that my wife is not perfect <laughs> But <laughs> With that in mind um, It's just more of the dealings With each other Because when it comes down to it It's like yeah we are uh, One and remember that triangle that we talked about uh, You know the triangle that you know Your husband and wife is at the bottom uh, Then God is at the top you should be pursuing God and going towards God and then the relationship between the two of you will flourish mm. um but what I want to do is take some time to uh kind of dig into that specifically the passage um of uh first Peter chapter three mm-hmm. well, chapter what it's three three verse seven verse seven mm-hmm. oh, I think I'm, that's the one you want yep, I'm, I'm, I'm reading I'm reading your mind no, it's right. It's right. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weakest, weaker vessel, mm-hmm. since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, husbands, uh, obviously, points back to there, something that he said before that that was important, but mm-hmm. um, we're going to focus specifically on this particular passage and matt i really want to get your uh kind of uh well give us give us a little bit more of understanding of what's being said here um because as a husband uh yeah. we have to uh deal with
0: our wives in an understanding way yeah it's huge yeah yes. So so uh this passage uh, the likewise there is tethered to uh the whole uh teaching of peter about submission and authority it's really what's driving this whole context Mm -hmm. he's dealing with uh, uh, a church uh, the people of God who are spread abroad in in areas where deep persecution is happening and they're needing to live under uh, great uh, duress and Paul or Peter is encouraging them to stay faithful Mm -hmm. amidst all of the frustration and uh, it's coming in many forms it's coming by those that they work for who are mistreating them It's coming by the government that's mistreating them. It's coming uh, through their home life and marriages that aren't right, uh, in large part by what he just said a minute ago in verses 1 to 6 of chapter 3 with wives who are married to ungodly, unbelieving husbands. And so Peter is laying out how do you submit to uh, those who are in authority over you or in a situation you're in and still honor God Mm -hmm. and by submitting to those that God um, has given to you and of course the pinnacles in chapter end to chapter two where Christ is the example where he as he submitted to God the Father and went to the cross and was punished unjustly and yet he did not uh, open his mouth but he uh, entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful passage that really is the heartbeat for how you can uh, pursue uh, faithfulness in the midst of unjust uh, punishment or persecution it is you trust yourself to the Lord as Christ did. And uh, so, so Peter is in this context in chapter two and chapter three where he's dealing with all kinds of suffering and difficulty and he's and he's talked about uh, in generalities, and then he's talked about slaves and masters, and then he's talked about wives, and now he's going to husbands in this difficult situation. And uh, so the likewise is you see you'll see it again in chapter beginning of chapter three. Likewise, wives submit to your husbands. Um, likewise, master slaves submit to your master. So he's just carrying on this theme of suffering and Mm. difficulty and living godly in a godless situation so you've got a godless situation meaning a difficult situation in your culture in your world in your uh, circumstance how do you remain godly that's really what's at the heart of first peter and what he's saying here and so here he's dealing with a difficult marriage and um and there's all kinds of reasons that could be for that whether it's unbelievers or or uh faith uh, a fickle faith of a believer who's gone wayward or whatever it is Um, and so in this context now he's turning from the from the wife he's given six verses to the wife and said basically you got to live with your unbelieving husband in a godly way and this is how you do it you remain quiet you submit you know notwithstanding he's not asking you to do anything sinful or or uh, breaking the law—that's a given, right? The Bible are, has already spoken about that. If if anybody asks you to go against God, you follow God and don't follow man, right? But this is just the fact that he's ungodly. He he doesn't follow Christ. He doesn't love the Lord. He's not loving you as he should, uh, either because he's not a believer or he's a believer who's who's in a state of sin at the moment. And so, how does the wife respond? First Peter three is the answer. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. It 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 is so clear and so applicable to so many women. Um, it's one of those passages that doesn't get enough coverage in the church today, and it should. So many women are struggling, trying to figure out how do I live with my husband, how do I deal with this. First Peter three is explicit. I mean, it is not a gray issue, and so is First Peter three seven, which deals with husbands, whether it's living with an ungodly wife or living with a wife who's not fulfilling um, her, her role as a godly wife, whatever it is, um, the husband is called to live with his wife in an understanding way. Now in this context, if, if he's dealing with a godly husband, who's got a godly wife, he's reminding him, uh, husband, you gotta, you gotta buck up and realize who your wife is. So the issue here is you gotta live with your wife in an understanding way, meaning you gotta think of her. And this is so vital Mm. because most husbands don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and wives are right when they do speak about the reality of submission being a one-way street in that my husband doesn't get it. Like if I'm called to submit to him and and women are, but my husband's called to lead me like Christ Mm -hmm. and most husbands don't. Mm -hmm. And so this is in many ways a reiteration of that command in a different way where he's saying, now you got to live with your wife in an understanding way. He's already said, or Paul's already said that in Ephesians 5, and that's, what does that mean? It means to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Christ understands the church. That's Hebrews 2, right? He's our sympathetic high priest, right? So, So it's not different than what Paul says in Ephesians 5. It's just in many ways saying it in another way, Um, with a a little bit different uh, context, but it's so helpful. So in the verse, when he says, live with your wives in an understanding way, this speaks volumes about, one, understanding her worth, right? Mm -hmm. And this is huge for a husband because we often forget that. Um, Notice what he says right right from the very beginning, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel. Showing honor is a powerful word right? Literally exalting her, lifting her up, right? Holding her high um, because she's precious in the sight of God, right? And uh, now in the context, he's talking about weaker vessel, meaning not overwhelming her emotionally, not overwhelming her with whatever it is that's going on in the home or in the life. It's caring for her that she's a weaker vessel. She wasn't made physically to handle what you are to handle as a man, she was made to handle other things because she's a woman. God's made us differently for the roles as husband and wife. And so you've got to think of her in that and not put too much on her in one, in one way and not put enough on her in another. Mm-hmm. Like Let her fulfill her role. Give her freedom. Let her run as a mom and, and as a wife. But you can't be having her. You know, run the home as the husband because that's too much Mm -hmm. for her. She's the weaker vessel. That's what he's talking. He's not talking about uh, inferior in any way. It doesn't mean that that she's inferior to the man and in some capacity by way of his worth. Not at all, because he's going to say that in a minute. They're both equal before the Lord. But he's talking about just as she is designed to fulfill her role, um, she needs to fulfill her role, not your role. Right. Right. And so he's like, think of her and lead her well it's like every good leader needs to think of the people he leads right and mm-hmm. put people in the right positions mm-hmm. and place them where they should be placed and he does that by knowing them right right you know i mean you're you're helping with uh, this podcast because i know you mm-hmm. right and uh you're not uh you're you're not doing another ministry because that's not what you do this is what you do correct right and (laughs) and it would i would not be a good leader if i'm like buddy why why are why are you not running children's ministry yeah you know buddy come on you should be running children's ministry you're letting us down well you could do children's ministry and run it if if it was a necessity but that's not your thing Right. This is yeah. this is your your passion is where your heart is and where you're understanding it. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's much in the same as a husband needs to know his wife. Yeah. Now, that knowledge comes on multiple levels. And the first is what I said a minute ago. He needs to know her worth, meaning he needs to know that she is precious in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, he she, he needs to know that that she is. This is huge. She is a daughter of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. She's a daughter of God. She she has been purchased with the blood of Christ, and that blood, as First Peter says earlier, is what he uses a word very similar to this word: honor, precious, high value. Mm-hmm. It's often used. It's often used of precious stones like diamonds or rubies, and uh, so it is in the blood of Christ. So it is in in the wife. Um, matter of fact, in chapter 3 verse 3 I think it was where it's talking about the wife who loves an ungodly husband in a quiet submissive manner the Lord looks at her and says that is very precious in my sight Mm -hmm. right It's using that same language of this reality of of, uh, she is seen by God in a very in a very loving way Mm -hmm. in a very valued way that her worth is great well, her worth is great, ultimately, because she's been bought with the infinite value of Christ's blood, right? His mm-hmm. life. And a husband needs to remember that, needs to remember that that uh, he is no more valuable than she is. Like the same blood that bought him bought her, right? right? And we forget that. Mm-hmm. And I often say, you need to remember that she's, just as you're a son of God, she's a daughter of of, of God, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she. God cares for her as much as he cares for you mm-hmm. and just that thought alone will change a husband's perspective yeah right and it's not that that husbands naturally just put themselves above the wife and not if they're a godly husband or a Christian husband but we forget mm-hmm. right we get husbands are prone to get their head down like a bull and just plow ahead and you know finish the task or work for the money and bring home the bacon and mm-hmm. like we don't think of anything else and right. uh, you need to care for your wife and one of the ways you live with her in an understanding way is know her worth R- really um, know that she is precious in the sight of God and and know that she is um, not only her worth but also that uh, her that she is tender right that she is the weaker vessel mm. oftentimes you know we want to treat our wives sometimes too rough not physically I'm not talking about that but even emotionally Sometimes we give them too much to bear. Sometimes we just need to keep things to ourselves. So it's like uh, my wife's not ready to handle that right now. And that mm-hmm. sounds demeaning. It's not. That's loving, mm-hmm. right? It's like my wife has to deal with all the children, all of the homeschool stuff, all of the, the finances for how we're going to pay for all this homeschool deal. How are we going to get all these books? How are we going to do all this? She's got enough on her plate. Yeah. And she doesn't need all my filth from work, yeah. right? You know, when I'm bringing home all my problems and I start complaining to her, it's like, that's not living with your wife in an understanding way. She's been dealing with with junk all day at home, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you should be t- caring for her and saying, tell me about your day. How can I help you? Versus you come home and unload on her right. all of your stuff. It's like, there would be a time for that, but it's mm-hmm. not right then. Mm-hmm. You're not living with your wife in an understanding way in that manner.
1: So one thing I try to with uh, Beverly is this. I, I I picture her mind, I think I got this from someone, but I picture her mind as a computer. So, you know, how you have on a desktop, you have windows that are open. Like yeah. Maybe you're, you know, doing some research on the internet or, you know, you're typing a paper in a word processor and doing a spreadsheet, you know, or in watching a video at the same time, mm-hmm. like all of those windows represent what's going on in her brain all mm-hmm. at the same time. So, uh, if I was to tell her about, you know, like, let's say, uh, in the mail, the, the 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 letter for me to get my admissions tested. Yeah. You know, in the state of Maryland. Yeah. It's, it's I just pretty, got one of those, too. Right. So, <laughs> if that is, if that if she sees that, yeah. that opens a a window in her brain. Yep. Now, if I go, and as soon as I get that, that letter, I go and I take care of it, yeah. then she can close that window. That's it. And it's done. Yep. But- all of those things are in her head constantly you know from from the time that it is and then she'll come and ask me and you know sometimes it, it to some men it, it'll feel like nagging did you get this done did you get this done yeah but she has to close that window yeah in order for it to be
0: complete in her brain and that's part of living with her in an understanding way yeah. is it nagging or is that just that's just how sh- how her brain works mm-hmm. right and right. so in, in every of course, woman is different and how they compartmentalize and deal with all that. So one, number one, it's know her worth, mm-hmm. right? That's the most important thing. You get that one right, the rest of them will start to fall in place, and that's the big one. Know her worth before God. Mm-hmm. She is precious. I, I, I often remind myself when I might get frustrated with my wife or, or get irritated or, or get short, I often, often will remind myself, yeah, God cares about my wife more than I do. Wow. Be careful. I'm speaking to myself. Be careful of how I talk to her. Mm-hmm. God is watching. Yeah, like you know that that right there will humble you. Yeah. and protect you. Right. Wow. I mean, this is a this is a woman that he died for. Mm-hmm. Right, and that uh, he has given to me as a gift from him. Don't ever forget that. Right. Uh, Proverbs 18. Right. Uh, every every wife is a treasure from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's just, that is a heritage. A, a, that word literally means treasure, a gift and that I'm answer that I have to answer for. So you know her worth, know her weaknesses, right? That's that's understanding she's the weaker vessel. Everybody has weaknesses that is not, please, whoever's listening, hear me. I'm going to make it really clear. That is not saying that women are inferior to men by way of their equality, by way of their essence, right? They are not inferior to man in any way by way of essence, their character, right? Mm-hmm. They are we are equal before God by way of our our worth and value men are not more valuable than women we are all stamped with the image of god that's why everybody has value before god unbeliever and believer are both valuable before god because we've all been given the image of god our value is found in the image of god mm-hmm. not in, not in our gender right mm-hmm. gender is important gender brings all kinds of distinctions but that's that doesn't establish value before God, right. right? Image of God is our value, that's why. Children have it, old people have it, people that have disabilities are, are no, no less valuable than those who are massively intelligent, because our value isn't found, isn't found necessarily in what we can do, it's found in who we are as image bearers, mm-hmm. all right? So that's, that's not what we're talking about here when he talks about weaker vessel, but we do have a reality where, where God has made us distinctly as male and female, and uh, and in so doing, he has given us a job to do and equipped us to do that in abilities. And women are weaker in that sense when compared to men as it pertains to our roles. That's totally unpolitically correct. Yeah, right? definitely. To say that a, a woman cannot do a job that a man can do. I just said that. Mm-hmm. That is totally against what the world would say. I would totally say that. Like even a single mom has to fill the shoes of a father. She does, but mm-hmm. she can't. Meaning she can do some things. She can. She can bring home, you know, the bacon. She can uh, pay for the bills. She can seek to raise up those boys that are in that home as much as she can. And she does. But she will never fill the shoes of a father. She Mm -hmm. can't. Just like a single dad cannot fill the shoes of her mother. It's impossible. He's Mm -hmm. a man. Yeah. Right. And so there's nurturing that a, that a husband cannot nurture. We cannot nurture. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just let's be really clear. Yeah, That's a role given to a mother, mm-hmm. given to a wife. Right. And just like a wife cannot lead, uh, 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 especially boys, but let alone girls. Girls need their fathers just as much as boys do, mm-hmm. because it's in their father that they find then the model, or at least they're supposed to, of the mate they're supposed to look for. Well, they can't find that in in in, in the mom. Because they're not supposed to be looking for the same sex, yeah. right? And so there's so much that God has designed us even by our genders and designed us for in our roles. So the wife is weaker in, in her makeup by way of what she does compared to the man in his physical ability um, on so many levels. And so a husband needs to know her weaknesses so that he leads her well, right? I mean, you have weaknesses. I know. I know a number of them. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to lead you faithfully as your pastor, I need to know those. And the more I get to know you, the better I can lead you because I know, oh, no, 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 don't steer buddy this way Mm -hmm. because I don't want to push him into that zone because that's not going to be helpful for him, Mm -hmm. which means it's not going to be helpful for us. And so so it is with every good leader and so it is with every good husband. He'll know his wife's weaknesses and he'll help her with those and he'll encourage her to grow in those so that maybe those weaknesses can be overcome. Maybe that's just part of who she is, but he's not going to instigate them. Mm-hmm. right? And um, and so he's got to watch out for those. So he's got to know her weaknesses. He's got to know her worth. He's got to know, her, this is a big one, her work, her work before the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is so sad that most men do not appreciate their husbands enough. Excuse me, most men, excuse me, most men do not appreciate their wives enough, mm-hmm. meaning the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I tell my wife all the time, I could not do what she does. I don't know how she does it. I, I'm home enough to see what she does. And I, I'm all the time saying, I am so glad you're here. <laughs> because if I had to do this, I would die. Yeah, Like, I can't do it, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, day in and day out, the cooking, the cleaning, the caring. I mean, it is incessant. Mm-hmm. That woman works harder than me. Mm-hmm. She never stops. Right, And then I come home and... I expect her to take care of me. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it just does not stop, mm-hmm. right? And then if they're working outside the home, then they've got that on top of all of it, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's amazing how, how hard a woman works. And a man who leads his wife in an understanding way will understand not only her worth and her weaknesses, but her work. He will know what she does, and he'll encourage her in it. He'll try to help her. He'll try to equip her. He'll try to build uh, better, better yet, uh, set her up on a platform for success rather than on a broken platform for failure. Right, right. And oftentimes we do as husbands. We we don't help our wives. We need to encourage them. We need to thank them. We need to uh, look for uh, ways to make it easier for them. Right. It doesn't help our wife to have a faucet that leaks incessantly when they've been asking us to fix it. Mm-hmm. But as as husbands who tend to uh, push those things aside. It doesn't help a wife who's got to do the dishes all the time have a faucet that leaks. Yeah. You know, know her work, man, this woman's working hard. Get her a good faucet, fix it, do mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. And that's a stupid illustration, but it drives the point, right? And uh, so it's important to know her work and thank her for it and praise her for it. I mean, Proverbs 31 is massive, right? So many of these things I'm talking about is Is the queen essentially was talking to her son and saying, This is the kind of woman you go for, right? So Mm -hmm. the mother was looking at the son in Proverbs thirty one. That's all written to boys, not to girls, though most people most girls want to read it and be that girl, and that's good. But the context is it was written to a boy, it's written Mm -hmm. to a young man, and it's written by a mother saying, This is the kind of woman you look for to be your queen. Mm -hmm. And and what is she doing? Know her. Know her worth. Mm-hmm. She's precious. Know her works. Right. Look at all the works that she does. Look at all these things she can do. Right. Right. She's purchasing the field. She's planting the field. She's making the um, clothes. She's selling the the uh, the uh, material and the and the land. Uh, the land. Well, she's mm-hmm. buying the land and she's selling the wares out mm-hmm. in the marketplace. I mean, she's she's just like nonstop. Mm-hmm. And and she's identifying. Look, this is a this is a woman that works. Know it son this is what you want to look for look for this type of woman Well, as much as you're looking for it, when a husband finds it he needs to constantly remind himself yeah my wife is working because we work hard too. at least we're supposed to mm-hmm. and those of us that do we get that and and we want to be encouraged in our work and how discouraging for so many uh wives who are faithfully tilling the soil of the home and uh, rarely are they recognized in that that should not be Right. Yeah. And so when he's saying live with your wife in an understanding way, don't forget her world, know her worth, know her weaknesses, know her work. And then he's also pointing to the fact this this all gets brought out in that understanding way. Know her wants, like know what she desires, mm-hmm. know your wife enough to know what is she like? What does she want? What is her desires? What, what are her needs? Right. Again, this is so vital. And this is so difficult for men because we're just we're we're just not uh, in so many ways cerebral when it comes to our wives. Like we just it's they're just there and we need to put the effort in and think through how can I serve them? How can I encourage her? This is, you know, you know, it's one thing to uh, buy your wife a nice Christmas present. It's another thing to actually buy her something she wants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's one thing to buy her an outfit that we might think she looks good in, and that's good for us. It's another thing, no, but she really wants this, Mm -hmm. right? To know her enough to know her wants. And uh, not not simply in material things, though there's time for that, but more specifically emotionally. Like what does my wife need from me? you know and most of the time for most of us it's just time she just wants to talk or she wants to hear about my day or she wants to be able to share her day with me undistracted or you know it's again it's different for different women and their makeup and for different times seasons of life when wives are dealing with young children it's different their needs are different when wives are dealing with teenagers uh, at home, it's different. When wives are working outside the home and dealing with difficult things, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you, a husband has to constantly grow in that. Yeah. It's never the same. So you're constantly growing and understanding her worth. That never You never reach the end of that. Like, you never check the box. All right, I got it. No, because the greater you understand God, the greater you understand his grace and mercy, the greater you understand the worth of your wife mm-hmm. that he purchased her. So that should be growing. And then you grow in her weaknesses. Well, you do that by knowing her as you grow. And those things change over time, mm-hmm. right? What was what she was maybe weaker in, in early in marriage is, is going to change, and she'll get weaker in something else later in life as she gets physically you know, uh, maybe debilitated because of a accident or a disease or something. Mm -hmm. Like you got to know that you got to think of that Mm -hmm. and then know her work, her work changes, right? Where she raised the children under your leadership. Now the children are gone. Maybe she's working outside the home. Maybe she's serving in the church. Maybe know that praise her for that. Lift her up. Like Proverbs 31 does praises that woman for who she is and, uh, ultimately know her wants. What is, what is it that drives her? ultimately should be the fear of the lord as it says in proverbs 31 and her love for the lord but if that's what it is and it should be then you should you should be nurturing that mm-hmm. you should be you should be driving that you should be encouraging that and feeding that through books you buy through place conferences you take her to through things you help her to listen to on the on the uh, tv or on the blogs or whatever it is and uh, be encouraging fostering feeding that like uh um, plants that you plant, right? You nurture it, you, you put fertilizer on it, you, you water it, you, you, uh, care for it. And so it should be with our wife. That's what he's saying here. Gotcha. L- live with her in an understanding way.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that the, uh, the next thing that we would actually discuss would actually be the uh, passivity of men to actually do that. And, yeah. uh, that's one thing that I've been kind of struggling through um, yeah. you know, just, just being passive and and not being an active uh, role player in you know some of those things, knowing and the doing and and those things. Yeah, and for me, I can't it, wait to get there. Oh yeah, it it, it it's difficult because
0: because this verse helps us with that yeah, immensely.
1: Yeah, and and that's what the it's a it's a it's definitely an imperative. Yes, it's definitely a you, this is what you do. Yeah, and there's consequences. Oh,
0: this verse gives the consequence, which is the motivation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah, we just we just
0: all we dealt with was what does it mean to live with your wife in an understanding way? That was Mm -hmm. all that was all that was, which is so vital. Yeah. So needed. And and wives, uh, uh, not only only do they deserve that because of who they are in Christ, but God demands it. Yeah. So uh, we're going
1: to jump back into this in the next podcast. Uh, You're welcome for allowing you to sit in on my counseling sessions with uh, Matt. Remember, Um, man, that's all this is. It's discipleship. That's that's really what this is. uh, It's a blessing. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. And now is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The biblical gospel starts with God. Out of nothing, God made everything, including you and me, to bring himself much pleasure. His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey, and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator, and acted in rebellion. Since God is good and just, he must punish sin that deserves eternal conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God being merciful, loving and gracious had a plan to punish sin and so be a just judge and yet forgive sinners. And so display mercy by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal son of God to take on human flesh Fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross, and he satisfied the eternal anger of God. Standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless, God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone, everywhere, to repent Turn from their sin and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner, and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture in every place in every language through all time So our response to this good news is Repentance and faith Dear hearer Behold now is the accepted time Behold now is the day of salvation Turn from your sins Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ And this day Be reconciled to God Thank you for tuning in today Please subscribe to the podcast And send in your questions to The Truth Toss Podcast at gmail.com Visit our Instagram and Twitter at The Truth Talks Podcast and visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org.
0: Delighting in the Word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.